0: And then A, sell the first hot dog. I have no idea. Not an idea. I just wrote that one. I Hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through second-hand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode Based on our findings, I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
1: Hey, who said you could
0: come in here? another edition of thrifty second-hand shopping for worm people and you're talking to the head worm of uh, the mud pile it's me toddy i'm your host thank you for downloading the show listening to the show and um, if you ever shared it with a friend thank you for that and speaking about some friends now, this is a pre-tape because this is, or we're in a global pandemic. If you just woke up right now, I have some bad news, global pandemic. So I don't know exactly what's going on uh, two weeks ahead of time. In fact, I may be dead. Um, so you may be hearing this. Um, I'm sorry, and I loved everybody. Uh, well, I'll say this. So uh, last year, Thrifty won best podcast in 2019 of Pittsburgh uh, in the city paper. And this year, we asked for nominations again, and thank you for those who have nominated us. And at this point in time, voting is happening right now. Uh, Voting started August the 2nd, so this is well after uh, August the 2nd. So if Thrifty made it to the next round, the best way to know if it did is go to at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. There you will find a link. Follow that link, and it's officially voting time, so please vote Thrifty for best podcast in Pittsburgh via the city paper. Thank you so much. Busy episode today. Um, Something that I was looking forward to for a little while, because I'm actually going to be talking about two of my favorite documentaries, backslash films. Um, So we're going to be getting into some, some movie stuff today. And again, I'm Toddy, and I'm here with DJ Lil. Hello. Welcome back to Thrifty.
2: Nice to be here.
0: I think officially uh, you have, I would bet, the second or third most appearances on the show at this point.
2: After probably Josh.
0: I would say Josh.
2: The L team is strong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gotta he, say. He did hand it off to a a no, another great co host mm-hmm. and hand it off to uh the one of the best personalities in Pittsburgh.
2: No well, you
0: know. Well, and and that's another what can thing. Can I say if uh DJ Lil <laughs> DJ Lil may or may not be in the running for best personality in Pittsburgh. And if that's the if that's true, they're gonna be a link for that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um we just have to see in the future if Thrifty or DJ Lil made it to their respected categories for Pittsburgh Best Of. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to to get into some of my uh, favorite movies. And um, we took a look at, I took a look at DJ Lil's items today and I was super excited to get more into those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without uh, further ado, let's hop into our first segment. What do you yes, think?
2: I think I'm ready.
0: Okay, so we're going to hop into something you've never seen before
1: you've never seen before. Something you never seen
0: at all. But it has always been at the core. Always so for new listeners to the show, the first act we put together a curated thrift hall. Uh, We talk about our items as a part of the thrift haul and then ask each other questions on our items and see if we could accumulate points and whoever has the most points wins the episode. Um, So, Lil, I think I may be submissive to you in the sense of I might let you go with your item first. Really? Well, I I went last week first. Okay. And there's a lot of cool things and I think... uh, a uh, couple of things are cooler than my thing so i was going to let you take the lead not
2: here to steal anyone's thunder mm-hmm. um so my name is Lillian uh aka DJ Lil but i'm named after Lillian Gish who was a famous silent movie star mhm and she also had a sister named Dorothy and they were in movies together um Lillian Gish was born October fourteenth, eighteen ninety three, and she died uh, February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three, which is about a month after
0: Terrible.
2: my existence on Earth.
0: Well, at least so we
2: had one month
0: together of it,
2: cosmic, like
0: <laughs> in the universe together. <laughs> yeah. So she made it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made it to to see your birth in a way, and so, then yeah. was like I. I Passing the torch to another Lillian.
2: Yeah. um, My family like, huge movie buffs. So my parents were really into silent movies. And um, especially Orphans of the Storm is one of the most famous movies with Lillian Gish. And they're like, that name is really cool. Also, it's like, not a lot of people have it. It's a very cool name. She's a very cool, you know. Personality. Personality, like. Uh, all that good stuff. So, they were really big into silent movies, and in my hometown, Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, there's this guy named Art Steffen, who started the Ann Arbor Silent Film Society. And just, you know, like a weekly, it was like every Sunday. When I was little, I would even go help kind of set up and tear down and tape wires down, um... And he was a musician. He was a, a World War Two vet. I think he even conducted the women's Detroit women's orchestra. Oh heck he yeah! He was just like very knowledgeable, um,
0: prolific sort of, in a way. Yeah,
2: sort of a, but like very humble about it. And he collected, you know, all of the film like films. Did research on silent movies, um, and so he started this group as a way to like just you know. Preserve, admire, like early cinema. Um, so he started correspondence with Lily and Gish. You know, also back in the day, or just like it's like, oh, I could nowadays. It's like, oh, maybe you find some band on social media. Yeah. You're like, oh, you can just immediately get in touch with them.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty simple. Just seconds in seconds. A, in a, in seconds. Yeah, yeah, in a
2: split second. Um, but obviously back in the day is more like fan letters or just like general like correspondence and people had, there were certain, you know, secretaries would go through all that kind of mail. Um, So art got in touch with Lillian Gash after reading an interview um, from her, just like super excited about just all across the U S like these small groups were starting and she was like, awesome. Other people admire like, it was very hard to yeah. put together, you know, movies when they first started. Um, yeah,
0: because it was, a, if we think it's a whole production yeah. now, of like, it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's even
2: worse. <laughs> um, very difficult. And, you know, a lot of it has been lost over time. Um, so today, that's the backstory on the item I brought today. I have here some correspondence between Lillian Gish and our family friend, Art who passed away when i was 10 like i said he was just kind of like a grandfather figure to me um and that was very that was like probably the first time i really like connected with like oh people are super important to get to know while they're alive yeah you know not just like oh life and death but like
0: mhm yeah spend time I, with I, people yeah
2: When they're here and appreciate it.
0: I had a a great grandmother that I like legitimately knew Mm -hmm. because like that's a rarity to have a great grandmother. But like, yeah, I was probably around that age too when like 10 to 12 something in there where she had passed away. So I actually got to know a great grandmother and yeah, same, same thing. Like I was like, oh, I should... Yeah, this is something. Like, yeah, even at a young age, I was like, it was, I could tell it's important. It just,
2: like, clicked in my brain. I was like, ah, yes, mm-hmm. that's important. Um, so I definitely look back on those memories fondly, like, hanging out and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here is a postcard and a letter framed nicely, and we see, like, the top, like, her name, like, her signature, like, Printed as if it's her stationery and also signed on the bottom. And then the postcard is writing to thank for the kind birthday wishes. Yeah, Um, it's framed
0: very nicely. It's like an 8x10 frame behind glass.
2: Yeah, and then beneath the correspondence is a sheet of stamps of D.W. Griffith, Griffith, who was um, pretty much the director that she worked with I'd say the most and I think the first that she really worked with. Um he was a major innovator innovator of cinema. Um, but unfortunately is really only known for the Birth of a Nation film. Sure. Um
0: Sure. Sure. Can't
2: erase things that happened. Yeah. That's it the happened. time and place that he's from. Yep. Uh but I feel you. Yeah. Different different times. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, he did a lot for, like, early, like, cinema editing, all that stuff.
0: Would you um, say, I mean, you had said, like, yeah, you as a younger person was like, yeah, it's important to get to know people mm-hmm. and, you know, appreciate people, too. Yeah. Would Do you believe that, that that connection maybe had, like, spiked your interest in cinema? Like, what do you think from that you're like, oh, I should probably check out, like... Art in general, like... Yeah, and
2: mm-hmm. seeing someone, like, because he, he played piano, and he had been in World War Two, and I guess while he was, this is something he told my dad, which my dad told me later, um, is that while he was, I'm feeling very emotional right now, mm-hmm. while he was, you know, in the war in Europe he had this feeling of like well if i'm here you know like my life back home is different i yeah. like music i play piano i do this i'm interested in arts yeah. who am i supposed to be here shooting down that guy over there is probably just like me yeah like
0: yeah yeah cuz everybody has everybody's everybody gets a universe like, yeah. everybody is their own person in their own universe. Yeah, so he's with like, own... if this
2: wasn't, he's like, are they just a regular person like me who's just pushed into this awful um, state of affairs? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely say, like, being kind of thinking yeah. you know,
0: outside your own box almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, and just, it's like, there's just a big ass world yeah, out there. Yeah, there's so
2: yeah. much art to appreciate out there. I, I should feel that. start, you know, start picking up on it. Mm-hmm. So, definitely. Yeah. I love movies. Um, definitely a big name to live up to. So I hope
0: <laughs> there's oh, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. But her uh,
2: her career was seventy five years long.
0: So but in uh, the best movies, personality so. in Pittsburgh might start. Yeah
2: might yeah might help. Might be the start of that. Might help. Yeah. So like I mentioned, she was in you know Orphans of the Storm. Um, but another film. People. Might know her from in her later roles was the Night of the Hunter. Okay, mm-hmm. with Robert Mitchum.
0: Okay, I never famous, seen it, but like
2: I've... where he has like the love and the hate, yeah. Um, and she plays a pretty intense character there. Um, my trivia question.
0: Oh, trivia question. Trivia question
2: okay. is
0: I won last week. Yeah. Okay. Let's you see did. if I can do it two weeks. Let's in see if a row. we get you some points started yeah. here.
2: So, like I said, her career. Spanned over uh, seventy-five years. Um, at, at the age of ninety-three, her last film role was *The Whales of August*, and she starred with which other female star? Oh
0: no, I'm not gonna get it. I bet we'll see.
2: I actually haven't seen this one yet.
0: I had, yeah, I don't, so, I don't know, I don't even know about it.
2: Yeah, so it's okay. okay. Um, was it A. Betty Davis, B. Mary Pickford? C Greta Garbo or D none of the above
0: Why does this question give me deja vu
2: I don't know <laughs> This
0: gives me inc- incredible deja vu Are you vu. getting
2: are there are there too many emotions that I stir up to me No no no
0: <laughs> No that these these were Specific. an, an- the these were an answer before not for me. No. Okay. You're not pulling a fast one on me. Okay. No. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So no. A. Betty Davis.
2: B. Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. C. Greta Garbo. D. None of the above. D. None of the above. They are all real names. They yeah. were all actors.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I felt like I felt like I've heard that. <laughs> but it's going to even be more wacky when i answer it and i'm not right. <laughs> right. and then it, it two more years down the line i'll be like, "oh, what was that?" yeah.
2: and then i ask you the question again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you ask me a question again. <laughs>
2: episode number 400.
0: <sighs> yeah, who knows. well, when we did our 100th episode, um we did like a 100 episode like celebration Josh and i. and it was like abs- at like actually like episode like 118. Or 117 or something like that. It's just at the time both of us didn't realize we went over the hump. Mm -hmm. And then also like early, early, we're talking like first dozen episodes that we recorded. I probably threw three of those out and like delete, like some actually made it to the light Mm -hmm. of day and then I deleted them. So who even knows how many episodes, but we, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. For this question, I am going to say a betty davis i believe starred okay
2: that's probably because also my notes were <laughs> visible
0: hmm. no i didn't read you just accuse me of cheating no is that what i've heard <laughs> no. no okay okay
2: yeah it's a betty davis okay see yes. i
0: have i i've seen this i've seen this question Came in, to you in, a in, in a dream in a dream so i'm starting off on the right foot yeah okay okay
2: could be a hot streak this week
0: Well, I'll go ahead and jump over to my first thrift find for the day. I see
2: some VHS over there.
0: I do. And I thought that it would be better for you to go first because yours is a sentimental piece and it's uh, fantastic. And mine's just movies I like. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Movies I like. Um, So this uh, first find, I found this years ago. And I found this years ago and again, Western Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh. It's uh, shows recorded in Pittsburgh. I was traveling to, and I don't remember why mm-hmm. for the record. Um, I was traveling to State College PA for some dumb reason. Yeah,
2: not sure why. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't go be going there. to a football game because I don't support Penn State at all yeah. and never did. So I don't know. But in between... Um, going back and forth there, there between Pittsburgh and state college, there's like five thrift stores, Mm -hmm. like on one road. And the person I was dating at the time, we stopped at a thrift store, um, on the way back from whatever we were coming from. I can't remember. And in the, in the VHS shelf there, they had two copies of American movie. One was a director's cut, mm-hmm. and one was just regular. And American Movie is, I'm going to say, top three favorite a series, top three oh. favorite movies of all time. But um, Had
2: you seen it before yeah. finding the VHS? Area? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
0: for sure. I at least saw it two, three times okay. before. But they had saw the case first. And so they had also, they're a big fan of American Movie as well. So they got the director's cut and I got the regular mm-hmm. cut, which, is, which was fair. Yeah. I was super jealous though. But American Movie, it's a 1999 documentary film by Chris Smith. And the film chronicles the real making of, uh, of Coven, an independent film by, uh, directed by filmmaker Mark Borchardt. And Mark is a a his work. I in I'd like to I'd like to think that growing up I kind of in a way looked up to him in a way because he kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, in Milwaukee, and he was trying to put together pieces, uh, uh, different films together because he needed to raise money for his next film. So the only way that he would get paychecks were if he completed a film, and then he uh, would use the money for that film to make the next the next project. So he kept building it up. Um, So Coven is spelled C-O-V-E-N, which we know as Coven. Mm -hmm. Um, So Coven, but he pronounced it Coven. Okay. And so Chris Smith, uh, uh, who who did the documentary, this uh, went on um, for a couple of years... Through mm-hmm. all this. And Coven it, was actually produced to raise capital for another film of Marx intended to to make. And that film was Northwestern. So he was... The whole film, he's talking about Northwestern. But he has to get Coven to click mm-hmm. to have money for Northwestern. And Coven suffers from numerous setbacks. <laughs> including poor financing. Uh, a lack of proper planning alcoholism mm-hmm. the ineptitude of his family and friends that he got to work on the film and the whole production team that mm-hmm. uh he had hired um and i showed you the trailer yeah. for it and it's
2: i hadn't heard of it before today yeah um, well, I, I think i gotta add it to the list
0: yeah and i would actually say that would s- something that we could pop in but my vhs player is on the fritz so oh, no. I haven't I haven't had a working VHS player for probably probably about eight months oh, now, no. and because of the pandemic, I wasn't going out to to get anything. So like I've just recently started to um, bring in more things to like the brick body shop and stuff like that. Um, so I'm gonna be on uh, lookout for another VHS player. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, so it's basically Mark and his best friend Mike. And they're just two goofy dudes mm-hmm. in small town. And Mark gets um, his the oldest family member that he has. And it's never really explained why, but this family member has a bunch of money. And Mark is like, dude, if you give me some money, I can make Coven. And then once Coven drops and is a big success, mm-hmm. I can make Northwestern. And that's going to make me completely... And the man had no faith whatsoever in mark at all <laughs> um Mark's mom was very supportive as well, but had no faith generally, but she wanted to help because she wanted to help her yeah. son um Mark's partner in the film pretty much the same way, and he was they were very sweet with one another, but she was like i i don't know they're happy
2: to see him happy working yes. towards something yeah that's nice dear
0: and so um but there's there's a lot of quotable moments in in the show, and during the during the production of Coven, mm-hmm. um, he goes to the the, the old man's like uh, it's it's like a mobile home but a little bigger, and it's just a wreck. But he keeps wanting to update. He, oh, his name is Bill. So Mark keeps going to Bill's house to update him on. Uh, Coven Mm -hmm. and how it's going because he wanted to like he basically wanted to be like no that like be positive This is why it's gonna rock right and every time he would show up. He'd be like this is what's going right Okay, so a thousand things are going wrong. I get it (laughs) This is what's going right and the old man bill was just like it's for the birds like it's literally for the birds and um, the way mark carries himself he's a very honest guy and he says man a lot. Like, he'll be like, just, yeah, like, man, we got to do this, man. Like, man, we got to do this. And he says man 151 times during the film. <laughs> um, there that is sounds a, like
2: a drinking game you shouldn't play.
0: If I did, I would die. <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
0: Um, there is a family moment captured that, for whatever reason, really made me feel like Pittsburgh. Um, so the uh, Packers... Or in the Super Bowl at the time. Oh. And the whole family is in the kitchen and they're looking at like a tiny tube TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark is just drunk as hell, just completely drunk as hell. And he talks about going to get like more booze. But there's a shot of him like opening up the fridge. Uh There was booze in the fridge. And I don't know if he just didn't see it or what. Or he was, I don't know. But he's just like, I got to go get more. And there was like clearly more. And when the Packers were winning, he was so excited and stuff like that. And he just, like, goes on this, like, random tangent. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking be like everybody else. Like, I'm going to fucking do this. Fuck this. Fuck <laughs> yeah. that. Fuck that. Like, I'm yeah. going to not be like – I'm going to break out of this. And he's sort of like – he sort of like kind of yells at his mom, mm-hmm. but it's more not like at her, it's more about like basically he's saying like like wake up, like you have like yeah, like you gotta do your own thing, you can't just follow this certain path that's mm-hmm. like that's put in front of you if you don't want to, you could like be somebody, but again, it was Mark, so he's just like like yeah, and so he was just rambling, and then he's just like, "I will never be like you, I'll never be like yeah, you, I'll on, never be yeah. <laughs> and and he's an adult man yeah. um but there's there's so many good scenes Aww. there's so many good scenes there's ones there's ones where um uh, where he goes through the things that he has that he appreciates and stuff like that and there's like a little b-side stuff of him like uh going through his mail and he's just like oh kick fucking ass got a proof for a credit card cool and then he's like oh god he just opens stuff up like oh <laughs> Oh, no. And the next one, he's like, oh, no. Oh, like, no. You, you just assume it's Bill's. Worse and worse. And there's a shot. There's a couple shots in Coven. Uh, one um, that sticks out um, was uh, they're in a uh, like a like a hospital scene. And instead of wearing hospital badges, they're wearing their driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good way around that, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's also a scene where there's like, a, it's like kind of chaotic. They're in, a, they're in a kitchen, and two people are fighting, and he wants to throw his friend's head through like a cabinet door. Mm, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you saw, saw that in, in the trailer. trailer. Oh man. Yeah, he wants to throw his head, his friend's head through a cabinet door. So he's like, well, obviously, I can't throw his head through the door. Like, full, like it's not going to break. So he pre-notches the oh. back of the cabinet door.
2: So it will bust so, open. So
0: it will bust open. But um turns out, uh, long story short, that never came to play. And so he, it's time to shoot. And thinking that it's already done, he was like, okay, let's throw his head through the cabinet. Oh. So he throws his head oh, into no. the cabinet, and it just bounces back. So he does it again and does it again and finally he's just like cut like cut and the guy's like concussed and he opens the cabinet and he's like, "Oh Oh. man, no, that was never gonna go through, dude. That was sorry, that was never gonna go through." Um, but I'm happy to report that like Mark, modern day Mark is Mm -hmm. fine. Oh, cool. Um, there's like some sitcoms that like it's definitely a cult following of his. But he was on Letterman. Mm -hmm. Like he was on. Yeah. Good job. So generally speaking, he did make it. Wh- whatever you want to say, however he mm-hmm. got there, no matter. He did yeah. make it. He did, you know, he did follow his own path and mm-hmm. he did make it to success. And uh Mike, his his friend um had issues with drugs and during the film is when he kind of he kind of cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Um and he was off of drugs during the film. And, um, it was kind of a great moment between friends because he was kind of coming clean of drugs and just kind of being a regular guy for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they still drank together all the time, but modern day Mike Mm -hmm. is actually fine too. Good. Um, and Mike, and I found this probably about four or five years ago, so I don't know the update since then, but Mike found a partner that I swear to God is just like Mike like she is just like him. They they speak the same way. They talk the same way. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, so Mike did it. So like, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say about he did. Yeah. It. Um. And he's also a very talented musician. And um. Yeah. They. I believe it was like a record store. They oh, were. Nice. They owned. So I was like, okay. Yeah, for Mike. Yeah. 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 Um. But this is yeah. This is like small town. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Yeah. And not to give too many spoilers away. But, because uh, I do, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. But, yeah. It's like, like a,
2: DIY, Midwestern DIY. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and at the end of the film, they do give you an update on Northwestern and what's going on with that. Because the whole thing is he's talking about Northwestern right. while filming this. So, everything actually ended up pretty okay um, in some ways. Right. <laughs> at the end of that. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I come to my first thrifty trivia trivia question for you and it is about milwaukee okay so um low-key milwaukee has been largely a city of firsts Mm -hmm. and uh the city became the first to do what in Mm -hmm. 1910
2: 1910
0: first city to do what in 1910 a sell the first hot dog b develop a transcontinental railroad C, elect a socialist mayor. Hmm. D, nada. None of the above. They didn't do any of these three things. What 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 was Milwaukee the first city to do in 1910? A, sell the first hot dog. D, B, develop a transcontinental railroad. C, elect a socialist mayor. Or D, none of the above. What are your thoughts there?
2: Well, you might be trying to fool me if it's a city of firsts. City of firsts. And you just made up those first three of firsts. I could have And the D could be everything else they did first I could have Other stuff was not first I could have I'm going to go D
0: You're going D, none of the above mm-hmm. So you think I would D you here Yeah Okay, alright, so I got a point so far
2: Because it's easy to write mm-hmm. up all that stuff So
0: what was I that I think What was Milwaukee uh, the first to do in 1910 uh, You said D, none of the above mm-hmm. The correct answer is C, elect a socialist mayor. Socialist mayor. Socialist mayor. Darn. uh, And the socialist mayor was named Emil Seidel in 1910.
2: Congratulations. Uh, Develop a
0: transcontinental railroad with Salt Lake City.
2: Yeah, I figured that was a little more west.
0: Yeah. And then A, sell the first hot dog. I have no idea. None idea. I just wrote that one. So someone did it, I'm sure. Mm, You
2: could write that as a
0: uh, who extra
2: credit Shane point for Ex- the next tiebreaker
0: extra credit would Shane point. what
2: city sold the first hot dog,
0: what city sold the first hot dog. And if you know, without Googling at thrifty podcast on Instagram, but don't be Googling first yeah. because I can do that. I can do that right now and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So that was my first piece and that's American movie on VHS.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to watching that whenever I get around to yeah. it. My next piece is from the same part of the country. Yeah, Yeah. So it's got some more DIY Midwestern, although this is on purpose comedy, Mm -hmm. parody. Um, We're looking at today Mystery Science Theater 3000's Collection of DVDs Volume 2. Mystery Science Theater 3000's the favorite in my household growing up um basically it's just parodying off like
0: mm-hmm.
2: riffing on movies um
0: couple robots a, couple a guy couple robots
2: and a guy the yeah the premise is Joel who is played by the creator Joel Hodgson the character is Joel Robinson mm-hmm. and he is a janitor uh that works at Gizmonics Institute and is shot into space by mad scientists There we are. Sometimes that happens. Um, so each week they give him experiments of making him watch really, really bad B-movies. Um, since he's lonely in space, he built some robots to keep him company. So he's got Tom Servo, who's kind of like a gumball machine with a little beak. With a beak. And little, like, slinky arms with hands. Yeah. Um... Who sings a lot.
0: Nothing like building your own friends.
2: Yeah, no. it's right? uh, <laughs> not like their building own, your friends. their own character, personalities. Um, Crow T. Robot, who is my favorite of the robots. Um, he has kind of a... It's like a gold shimmery look to him. So, yeah. yeah, definitely bird-like.
0: They're both a little bit They're bird-like. a little
2: bird-like. Um, so he's gold. He's got big eyes and... The top of his head is sort of like a hockey goalie Mm -hmm. mask piece. Um, And then Gypsy, who's like a giant vacuum cleaner thing, who just appears once in a while. Um, So Tom Servo, Crow, and Joel make up the classic silhouette in the Mm -hmm. bottom right-hand corner while they're watching the movie. Um, So yeah, they just like joke during the movie sing along with it comment on it etc etc um then there's skits in between um on the show in between movie sign where they do either little parodies of whatever movie it is they have that day or invention exchanges are always exciting yeah um, and then all kinds of other things instead. Sometimes Joel has break uh, mental breakdowns of growing up as a child in the 60s. and has, That's a part of it. Yeah, that's a part of it. Do you have a favorite? He's trapped in space, you know. Like,
0: Do you have a favorite?
2: Funny you say that, because a lot of them are on this box set. Ah, okay, we have, okay. We have here um, shorts. They did a couple collections of just like the short shorts movies so yeah just like little clips of like oh like we're gonna go travel to florida or like this is looking at animals and um also a lot in the 50s like the hygiene like body grooming and like educational (laughs) yeah materials all that kind of fun stuff um so those are always a fun time and also on this collection is pod people
0: pod people i don't believe i know of
2: which it's about an alien creature from an egg and he can do magic. Stupid magic.
0: Yeah, I don't so, I don't remember that one. That's kinda cool.
2: It's one of those movies where it's like there's two separate movies happening at once and you're not sure how they're gonna connect. That, yeah. they'll they figure it out in the end. Mm-hmm. Um Mitchell's probably one of my other favorite movies that they do. It's That's just fun. like a weird drunk 70s cop who doesn't get much done
0: I, uh, in the Mitchell car. We were kind of talking about this uh, when we were driving to my place, and I didn't remember at the time what it was, but I do remember now. Um, so this was about a decade ago, um, but I saw them do riff tracks of the film Birdemic. Oh, okay. So Birdemic...
2: I've heard Birdemic but have not seen it's, that or the rift tracks yet. It's
0: something. Birdemic is your typical like B movie, real bad B movie. Yeah. And then about halfway through it, the yeah, it's the birds start bird, bird Birdemic. And it it just once it starts, it doesn't stop. And I saw this movie as a movie, as mm-hmm. a regular movie, and then years down the line I heard that they were doing a riff tracks of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And so I went to a movie theater and it was like a simulcast.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was at One of those for Riff Tracks, And then, um, yeah, so Riff Tracks is a related show. They also have uh, Cinematic Titanic, mm-hmm. um, which I think that's, yeah, that's the one I saw live because that's what Joel does now. I believe that. Mike who was Joel's replacement in space is doing the riff tracks.
0: Yeah.
2: Um then they also had a little reboot on Netflix in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um but I'd say dig deep go back to those those classic episodes those old ones are super good. I've never I seen love the Joel's new just ones. Just like just like always just his demeanor's just on point. Um yeah, there used to be a, like a phrase at the end of the credits, like keep the keep the tapes in circulation mm-hmm. or something. Because they're like, we need the fans. It's yeah, like cult following. Yeah. Like keep it's, the tapes. Yeah, it has keeps to... the tapes circling. Mm-hmm. But of course, you gotta. They had to cut that out for like copyright reasons. Sure, um, sure,
0: sure, sure. But yeah, but... I mean, this
2: started like a very small station in Minnesota, I believe. Um,
0: that's a cool place for a station. Yeah. Minnesota. I've always wanted to go to St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. I don't know why I always did.
2: Yeah. Let's, it's on my list yeah. of like places in the U S to, mm-hmm. I drove through there, did not stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see, brings it's me to my trivia, trivia
0: question. Let's see if I could do two for two mm-hmm. today.
2: So during the original run, Which was 1988 to
0: 1999. That Uh, Mystery Science
2: Theater, yeah. That's cool. Uh, How many episodes were produced?
0: Damn. Okay.
2: Was it A, 82? B, 125? C, 197? Or D, none of the above?
0: Those all make a ton of sense. I truthfully thought... The original run was, like, 92 to, like, 96 or 7.
2: They were, I think they were actually one of the first shows picked up by the Comedy Central.
0: Yeah. That would make sense, then. So. um So, A.
2: And then they were, it was the, sci, like, the sci-fi channel got created. Yeah. So, a i eighty 82. 82.
0: B, 97.
2: Um, 125.
0: <laughs> Long day
2: C I know the heat is starting to melt us Yeah Um. C is 197 Okay So that's where I got that number
0: yes, I was like yes, bro I'm making no, up numbers Not quite Okay Or D None of the above None mm-hmm. of them um,
2: I jumped into that D uh-huh. Uh huh Regretfully
0: Okay and I don't know if that
2: on that first question, yeah.
0: Oh, I was like, "Hmm, okay." I'm gonna say how many original episodes in the original series in the original run. I am going to answer with B, one twenty-five is my final answer of how many Mystery Science Theater's episode was in the original run.
2: It was C, one hundred ninety-seven. Oh, Which you boy. said the ninety-seven part, yeah. But then I confused you by reading the numbers again. No, no,
0: no. I was wrong. I was just straight up wrong. Oh. Damn it. Okay. Well, see, that makes a lot of sense because I think in my brain, I thought there was 125 because I didn't think it was gonna that long of a run. Fair. So probably in my brain, I was like, yeah, 125.
2: Yeah, so you have
0: just one. one point. Yep.
2: And I have... Mm-mm. Zero points. Nothing. Maybe on your next item. Yes. Maybe I can buy a point.
0: So the next item, another item I'm pretty excited to talk about today. And it is another thrifted VHS tape. This particular VHS tape I got probably um, a couple of years ago now. And I don't believe I ever had. I've had wrestling VHS on the show, but never this. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is also, um, documentary adjacent. So it's not just wrestling, but it's a, another documentary and it's called beyond the mat Mm -hmm. and beyond the mat actually, uh, made it to select theaters in like the year 2000. Okay. Um, so it's a 1999 American documentary, uh, filmed, produced, written, and narrated by Barry Blostein. And, um, I would say that he himself thought something of this piece. And the reason why I believe that is, is because when he shot it and did everything, it was out so quickly. So he had to just keep working on it and working on it. And the film focuses on the lives of, uh, like veteran professional wrestlers outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are primarily, they take a look at Mick Foley uh, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake.
2: Jake the Snake.
0: And all three of those um, individuals had a bad time at some point. Um, Jake the Snake, to this day, still works in the business. He does not in-ring work. Okay. But he is employed by AEW, and he is a manager now. Um, and Jake, the snake was the guy in, uh, in the eighties and nineties who had a snake in a bag and would bring out the snake. Uh, a famous snake attack would be, uh, against macho man, Randy Savage. He, uh, so he had a snake and what he would do is, uh, he'd beat his opponent and Mm -hmm. put a, a snake on him. Yeah. Well, this particular night, um, Randy Savage was like, I want the snake to bite me. And Jake was like, "Bro, do you? It can bite you because it wasn't poisonous, right? Yeah." And there but... is a very, uh, I won't even say gruesome, but like very real um, scene. Not in this uh, in this film, but in the canon of Jake the Snake, is he ties Randy Macho Man Savage to the ropes, and the snake bites him. And oh. it won't let go.
2: Oh no. So well you
0: asked for it. Yeah, so it's him like kinda in character trying to be like, I gotta get it off and he starts bleeding from the, the bites. Um but he has his issues with alcoholism, yeah. um, some drug usage, and his alcoholism does unfortunately come up in the film and they do document it. Uh Terry Funk was kind of in the spotlight at the time because Terry Funk was old as dirt then. <laughs> And he Terry Funk has retired from wrestling like every two years is mm. his last match and he just kept going and kept going and kept going. Like the
2: Rolling Stones. Like, like the Rolling yeah. Stones. Only was every the Rolling Stones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Mick Foley um has most of his brain cells. And Mick Foley did a lot of different characters. He was known for Cactus Jack. He was known for Mankind, mankind. and then another one, Dude Love, and then he was just straight up Mick Foley. So they basically, it it was kind of like the many faces of Foley. He played all these characters throughout time, and Beyond the Mat focuses on WWF at the time. It's WWE Mm -hmm. now, but at the time, WWF and also ECW, and ECW is Extreme Championship Wrestling, and it was like a hardcore federation. And the the footage was shot over five years. The budget was $500,000. And um, they billed it as the movie Vince McMahon didn't want you to see. And we'll find out a little bit later why. Um, But Darren Aronofsky, who uh, got the idea for the film The Wrestler, Mm -hmm. which came out in 2008, he got the idea to make a movie The Wrestler based on Beyond the Mat and uh the the main character in the wrestler is named Randy the Ram and he based that off Jake Roberts. Okay. Um but there is kind of an iconic clip in Beyond the Mat and you see inside the business offices of the WWF and Vince McMahon who at the time this was like his his monster run like this is his height of the popularity mm-hmm. of wrestling. The very height of popularity mm-hmm. in wrestling. And at the time, um, he had the most popular wrestling in the entire world. And an argument can be made that it still is. But it was when everyone watched wrestling. Yeah. Like, e- like, you just watched it. Everyone did. And there is a wrestler, uh, Darren Drozdov, a.k.a. Draws. Um, he was uh, brought into the company. He mm-hmm. was new to the company. And um, Vince wanted to name him Puke because uh, Draws was a football player, and he was known to puke before every football game out of nerves. Out yeah, of, yeah. It, it just of he course. would just puke. It just it would just happen for
2: some people. It just happens.
0: Yeah. So Vince wanted to do a a puke thing with him, and so he was in. Vince's office, and so Vince was, like, talking about the ideas he had, and then basically what they call is, like, shooting, like, like doing it for real. Like, uh-huh. Vince was, like, encouraging him to puke and, like, to get in character. So Vince, like, kind of got in character, and he gave him a wastebasket, mm-hmm. and he was like, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. And he wanted him to, like, puke in front right, of him. on the like, spot. He's gonna puke. And then he, yeah, because that's what you just... Yeah, it's Vince McMahon. Like he's gonna like he's gonna shoot at your feet, and yeah. he wants you to dance. And if you dance, you're a star. You're mm-hmm. rich now. Um, so that's like a big iconic moment in, in that too. Uh, draws um, a few years later, um, actually, unfortunately, became paralyzed because there was a in ring accident. Um, it was in in. Not that it's any better if it was a televised match, but for the record, mm-hmm. it wasn't a televised match. It mm-hmm. was just like a what they call a dark match, which is the yeah. match that when you're walking into the venue, it's happening just to kind of set the mood. And he took a powerbomb and um, his shirt – he was wearing a shirt when he was wrestling, which some people do, some people don't. And his shirt was really baggy. Uh-huh. And the wrestler who was doing the powerbomb, his name's Delo Brown – it, it, he slipped on his shirt, and so he kind of threw him down oh. and jammed him on his neck and paralyzed him. Oh, um, there is actually no beef between the two of them to this day. Um, Draws is still around. Um, it was
2: just a
0: one of those unfortunate things. One of those angle. things. It could have. It could have happened exactly how it happened. Mm-hmm. And then he could have just been fine because, you, uh, you know, every so often you see somebody accidentally dropped on their head and sometimes they're fine. Yeah. Sometimes they're paralyzed. Yeah,
2: just the perfect angle.
0: So there was no beef between okay. the two of them. And D'Lo Brown actually, um, I still think, works behind the scenes for WWE to this day. But hmm. he, he was an in-ring wrestler up until about five, six years ago, D'Lo okay. Brown. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty iconic wrestling documentary. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper said it's the best wrestling mm-hmm. documentary he's ever seen. Hot Rod Roddy. Hot Rod Roddy, rest him. in peace. Um, so my question, my trivia question: hmm. um, When I said the movie Vince McMahon didn't want you to see, um, why did he ha- Why did Vince McMahon take exception to it once the film was released? Why was he out on it at that point? Because originally he was like, sure, yeah. A, they received no compensation. B, he didn't realize that it would expose the business because at the time the business was very much, people knew there was a, it was a work, but yeah. also like it just basically gave you everything. C, the WWF feared that the film showed Vince McMahon in a bad light because yeah we now know Vince McMahon in a bad light now but then it was like mm-hmm. i mean yeah it it was just narcissism everybody yeah. always knew he was evil but that's like physical proof on right. film behind the scenes he is or there was another reason d none of the above so hmm. why did vince mcmahon take exception to the film once it was released a they received no compensation b he didn't realize it would expose the business C. The WWF feared the film would show Vince McMahon in a bad light, or D. None of the above. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there?
2: A. Could work because he seems greedy and
0: sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. But obviously, it's a movie with a limited, sort of limited budget. Yeah. Um. B is kind of like duh.
0: Duh. <laughs> Duh.
2: Uh I'd like to go with C. C, I think.
0: Which is the WWF feared the film showed Vince McMahon in a bad light.
2: I think so. I think C.
0: Okay. Why did Vince McMahon take exception to the film once it was released? You said C. The WWF feared the film showed Vince McMahon in a bad light. The correct answer is A. They received no compensation. I am just...
2: I am not great with these. I think videos, that's a good literally. answer.
0: I think, honestly, I think I did a pretty okay. I think with you this did, one. yeah. Um, so the reason why they uh, didn't receive financial compensation for this is because that was originally agreed, mm. and Vince McMahon wanted to do it for exposure. Yeah. And he's always been into the sports entertainment aspect of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So a part of it, he didn't real, and they call it kayfabe. And what kayfabe is, is like knowing it's a work. He wasn't uh, really worried about exposing the business because he thought it would put eyes on his product and stuff like that. But he didn't realize the budget of the film, for one. Um, and he, it, after it was released, it did very, very well. I mean, it made it to movie theaters, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So Vince was like, well,
2: probably once he saw that, he's like, Hey, yeah. I know we agreed on something, but yeah. um, I'm mad now.
0: So that was the thing. So basically okay. he didn't realize it would have as much eyes on it as it did. He didn't realize it would be a big thing. He was just like, yeah, this could be a thing we do.
2: Someone's making a movie, sure.
0: So, somebody's making a movie around our offices, and you're right. He's like a big, you know, narcissist, egotistical, you know, greedy, mm-hmm. everything. So he's like, sure, sure, sure. Let's yeah. show him around. Yeah. Like, oh, there's cameras here. I'd love to show you all the this cameras. weird stuff we yeah. do. And so he didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was. Okay. So once it hit and people liked it and the dude started earning his money back, Vince was like, well, hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 What about me? What about me? What about me? And so... Vince McMee. Vince McMee, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So they didn't receive compensation for it. And so he was trying to cancel the whole thing from happening. And at that point, he had turned and was telling everybody in the business to, like, blacklist the guy, blacklist the industry, blacklist whatever this man was trying to do. Yeah. And part of me understands that because if somebody pitches like, Hey, uh, I'm going to film some stuff and I'm not going to be here every day, but every so often I'm going to come by your studio and whatever's going on in mm-hmm. Titan towers, I'm going to film it for a little bit. Maybe we'll put it together someday. Right. And then he didn't realize it was going to be a big piece big deal. So the part of me that understands that is I understand that at baseline. Mm-hmm. The part of me that doesn't understand that is Vince McMahon did make money because it did it was a huge exposure for yeah. him, so he did in essence make money on it. He just wasn't given a check for from it
2: from that yeah movie yeah. so
0: i by i get it in theory, yeah. but like he didn't he didn't lose a meal because some guy didn't no. get like <laughs> yeah, i mean no. fast forward to twenty twenty and he's still operating his federation during a pandemic when some of his wrestlers have gotten covid mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he it's money, 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 yeah. so it's always him with the money, but unfortunately, no points for you
2: that's okay. no points for you maybe i'll I'll do surprise attack and vintage versus modern.
0: I only got one
2: this is just like last week yeah,
0: um so unfortunately. Um, you 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 didn't get any this this round, but I don't know. Maybe you could uh, maybe you could tie me, or uh, I might. I'll, I'll think about it mm. during the break. But I might put my point on the line because okay. I didn't last week. This is true. So I may risk it. We'll see. But uh, we're gonna head into Act Two, and Act Two today is actually a thrifty clip. This very podcast just an old clip, one of my favorite clips of all time of the show. Is Josh Lascall Larkin, the original co-host for the show, and myself, in my old attic bedroom, because I used to live in an old attic in some in some guy's house, and we are playing uh, we are playing uh, a an old uh, WCW video game, and much like the episode two weeks ago, I mic'd the TV while. Uh, Shane and I played NHL 2007 Well this is I might the TV When we were wrestling So that's going to be Act 2 um, So this is Thrifty Podcast
1: Stay tuned
0: I'm going to go Oh boy, I know what I'm going to do But I don't want to tell you yet So let's do exhibition match.
1: Yeah, see, I feel like the match with Habanero to warm up might have been my downfall. Because Because I know Habanero... You know his moveset, and you only have a couple moves in this Mm -hmm. game. And he's -hmm. got a spin kick that's going to connect numerous times. Well, I
0: have decided, since you are the champion, you are defending your championship... I've decided that I would like you to pick who I'm going to be as a champion's advantage.
1: Yeah. um, So Habanero's defending. Select him. Yeah. We're going to go Habanero here. And then with the WCW guys and some of the fake guys, we're actually going to go with uh, Masahiro Chono
0: Ooh, from WCW. Masahiro Chono. I didn't think, because I know Chono's one of your favorites, and I didn't think that's who you were going to fight. If I had to guess anybody, I thought you were going to give me, like, like Benoit or something weird like that.
1: Oh, Maybe. no, I can't bring in Benoit. Yeah. Still opposed to that. I almost did Siberia, uh, that who would... is Dr. Death Steve Williams. Okay, but, S- Siberia would have been cool. Yeah, I think Masahiro Chono, and I think you'll enjoy his kick. Um, he's okay. got, like, the big running Yakuza kick.
0: All right, so here here we are live. uh, Habanero defending the thrifty championship of 21 years against Masahiro Chono.
1: Yeah, and I don't remember. I don't know what ring this This is. This is the virtual wrestling ring. Looks. uh,
0: Chono in the black tights. Habanero in the red tights with the red mask.
1: Yeah, he's got a little like mask with the hair out. Oh, Chono just punching him in the face. Taunt. Oh, and a taunt to start off. Early taunt. I got to remember the controls again. Oh, oh! There they are, those are the controls! <laughs> front kick
0: by our champion, Habanero. Oh, the running oh, front kick again! Try to
1: do the taunt. Oh, he missed with what the back What a backs.
0: missed moonsault, early pop from the crowd for yeah, Habanero. The
1: s- standing moonsault missed. Took a bump. Oh! They lock up. Oh, oh, the forearm.
0: Front forearm, missed oh. the moonsault again. I gotta get
1: I'm gonna give you some space here. All to right. Get
0: my ass kicked. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Virtual wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's a minute Ring. it's a minute in. A minute think. in. Uh yeah, Habanero's just a little ahead. See, I wore the green in the first match with you. I tried to switch it up at oh. least. Ooh. Oh, a jumping kick to the face.
0: Jumping kick to the face by Habanero to the
1: Chono and oh. Shono. Chono punches him twice and he spills over the ropes.
0: Chono with a quick jab to the face tosses Habanero over the top rope. Habanero is eating the count, five count.
1: See, there's a 20 count in this game, though.
0: Oh, that running front kick is really doing some damage.
1: Yeah, well, you got to stop trying to get that taunt in. That taunt takes forever.
0: Front neck breaker by Chono here on Habanero. I'm going to go brute force again. Oh. Into the ropes. the ropes, and if we know anything about my rope moves, nothing comes after nope. them.
1: I keep thinking that uh, Square actually does anything, and no. it doesn't. Oh, strong oh. Style, double elbows. <laughs> Just trading Over shots. The top, habanero. Oh, trading shots in the middle of the ring, back Over and the forth. the
0: Eating some of that count.
1: I'm going to try to get you to battle on the outside. Oh, back into the ropes.
0: Back into the ropes. Nothing. Oh, oh. and a front kick by Habanero.
1: All right. Oh, oh. my God. He runs into the kick. If there's
0: blood on.
1: Oh, the forearm again. Front forearm.
0: Come on, Chono. Get up. Go. Oh, we What's got this? an arm breaker. Oh, yeah. Make arm a tap. Breaker. First attempt for submission.
1: I think that really worked against uh, Fake Chama. I don't know why you keep trying to taunt me.
0: I because I don't think that kick's going to hit. It hits every time. Uh oh. We have a full oh, power, power bomb. bomb for nothing. Oh. Shono, if nothing else, is a resilient fighter.
1: Keeps running, trying to set up that kick, but I know it's coming.
0: Oh, oh he cartwheels, out of, that cartwheels out of the head scissors. Out of front head scissors.
1: Oh, and Two. again.
0: You can't front him. You could not Oh my god You could do that to me. I will cartwheel out of most things that oh, not that kick. This most things crowd that kick. would be
1: popping so hard if you did three cartwheels like that. Oh here's the leg lock. Leg lock from Habanero the champ There's onto Chono. No rope break apparently, because you were right there. Yeah. Oh, oh finally hurt it. It worked that time.
0: Arm breaker on Chono. We're we about five minutes in. I got to get to these ropes or I'm going to be tapping out
1: here. Oh, five and a half. Come on. Chono hasn't done anything nothing, for a while. Nothing
0: for a while.
1: Oh, oh that double, double kick. kick. Oh, two oh, kicks no, and a miss. <laughs> Indy Slug. <slot. laughs> Three is kicks. Yeah, we this is Young Buck's setup right here.
0: Three kicks.
1: Yeah, you were going for, like, a, a drop kick, and I was going for the, uh, your front my spinning kick, Your kick. patented
0: front kick. Six minutes in, the champ looks strong. Yeah, you're starting to get a little winded. Yeah. Oh, that kick never hits.
1: Oh, here's a suplex. A
0: suplex by the champ. Down on the mat here. Oh, moonsault connects. Oh, oh, tried
1: to hit him with the spin kick as he stood up, but he ducked. Oh, oh man, front face kick,
0: front face kick. Champ is looking good. Here comes the armbar again. The armbar again to Chono, in the black trunks here. Oh, you can hear it grinding out. Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh, oh Chono's got a special somehow. Yeah. Fuck off with that. Oh. Oh, you no, know... No, you, you can't hold the uh, D-pad when you're trying to hit your special. Oh, man, It's really? just... Yeah, it's just straight circle. Straight circle.
0: Kip up. Oh. Oh, a punch to the face by the champ.
1: Yeah, if you... The uh, champ
0: is down... Is, oh! Oh,
1: the STF.
0: STF it, by Chono.
1: If you hold down circle, your guy will eventually put his hands in the air, and then you'll do your special, but you lost your special. Ah. Uh.
0: I'm eating these her,
1: her Ranas like they're Mickalina's dinner. I don't know how I'm not kicking you in the head with that move there, but... Oh, he's back up kicking me. Oh, punch him. Get him! Yeah, your S- kick is really, really inaccurate. Yeah,
0: I can't hit it.
1: Ugh. The Yakuza I can see coming. Oh, he spins out of another her. Oh, oh there we and go.
0: drops him. Finally a kick by Chono. Uh, knocking the champ down some elbows. Triangle
1: pins, remember.
0: Yeah. Back, up, oh, back up, back up. Oh, Habanero's fighting him off. Oh, Chono, Chono over goes the top. to the outside. Ch- Chono over the top rope, struggling. Three. I'm going to eat this count a little oh. bit. i got to think about Oh, Wipe. Oh, Habanero. Habanero comes out and Chono's kick for the first time. Pitch. I'm afraid yeah. you're going to hit me outside the ring by 20. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going, gonna going back in. in.
1: I will win by a count out, but I don't want How do someone. do I get in? It's a hold towards it hit square.
0: Okay, back in the ring. So the only time my patented kick has hit was outside the ring, which gives me no advantage. I was just hurricane rounded over. Habanero to the top. Moonsault oh, missed, missed it. 360 moonsault. Oh.
1: Missed it. The I can't ch- believe it. I was going to finish you with it. The champ is quick to his feet, though. I'm gonna, I'm going to gloat a little because I can feel it. Okay. 21
0: We're years has led to the, led you to this moment, your <laughs> life. Kick to the, the kick head. Kick again.
1: Chono with the cover, nothing. Oh, not even a one count. I don't want to say it, but that was, a, that was just a direct fuck you. Yeah. Not even staying down for the <laughs> one count. That was a direct fuck you. <laughs> you couldn't even put me over that one. Almost nine minutes. hmm Standing splash missed again. Oh, oh over the back top rope. Chono
0: throws Habanero over the top rope. The champ outside, climbing the top rope. Oh, it's a bad idea. Oh!
1: (laughs) Chona went up top for a dive to the outside. Habanero rolls back in under him. You got up pretty quickly after it, though. Yeah back in the ring. The challenger. Oh! oh! Kick me a, in the a dick! Ki- a dick kick! Kick! I grabbed you from behind, and you kicked me
0: in the dick. A dick kick. I thought I heard a bell. <laughs> oh, that are was. These, are these boys playing through the bell?
1: No, that was uh, just a sound effect to oh, show that you would kick ball me in the sound, balls. A yeah. dick
0: ball sound effect. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> my balls. That, I thought that was the end of the match. I thought I was
1: disqualified. You should have been, but my dick is the liberty bell. Bridge oh. suplex. Oh, the that- uh, is that, that's a headlock. That's
0: a headlock by Chono. We saw a bridge suplex and a headlock by got Chono. A special again. He's really taking it to
1: him. No. Nope. Oh, he cartwheels out of it. Oh. Again. Again. Fuck this noise. Against into the ropes. the ropes. Can you do anything? Oh no! Into the corner. Into the corner. Oh my god! That kick connected. I just kicked this
0: son of a bitch
1: over the top that rope. That was a, like a 1997 Three. version of Sammy's yeah. hell of a kick. Yeah, like just dropped me. Holy cow! From the corner the to the Chono outside,
0: threw Habanero against the top turnbuckle. Chono has oh. kicked Habanero over the top rope in a disgusting manner, oh. and then a kick again to the head, right to the face. Chono with the cover, one. Two.
1: That's three it. it's over That's it's done. over that kick on the outside that was a good match brother that was
0: miraculous was comeback Masahiro was... Chono beats the champion habanero 10 39
1: that was a great great match at ten
0: thirty-nine into the match boy I felt some momentum my my competitor here Chono had him in the ring he did that headlock and then he did uh, um when I flipped you over my back felt some momentum I threw habanero against the top turnbuckle, a
1: hard boot over the ropes. I will also say you kicked me in the balls.
0: <laughs> I kicked you in the balls in the to start middle the of comeback. the ring,
1: in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And that's what started it all. Yeah, it was a blatant cheap shot. So
0: Habanero attempting to to get back at me rolls into the ring, a swift kick to the side of the head in the 1 2 3 for the new champion after 21 years.
1: Wow, 10 minutes and 39 seconds was all it took after 21 years.
0: To end it all back to act three uh so d j lil what what type of kombucha are we drinking right now?
2: Super gingery, it's a lemon ginger. I like it. it's nice and it's like that spice from ginger, yeah, and like we have one fan in the room right now. yeah, we do um, and heat usually goes to my head or my stomach mm-hmm. and right now. I feel like my brain is becoming a puddle. Yeah, I so not sure how you are how are you feeling.
0: Oh, not good. Okay. Um, not good at like I'd <laughs> like, say bad. If you like, want to, if you a want to, a sip of
2: that helped. I feel a little yeah. rejuvenated, reminded that I'm a here.
0: Yeah, because secret revealed. Yeah, we're collecting episodes here. Like we've recorded <laughs> a few episodes here, and the. Yeah, my living room is, is pretty hot, and mm-hmm. but there's an air conditioner in the window, and then we have like an old, actually pretty cool fan.
2: Yeah, there is a, a slight breeze from it. Uh, the blinds are drawn, so there's no direct sunlight. No. But I think something, is, it's a little stuffy, and so mm-hmm. yeah, my brain has started to melt.
0: Uh, uh, speaking of K- King Prin, who we talked about uh, last week, uh, he and I have a saying that uh, uh, lights are for guests... <laughs> <laughs> like, the only time we really put on lights is when someone is over. Mm-hmm. Like we will sit in the dark.
2: Yeah, that's see. I'm yeah, at home I'm like, I have a string of Christmas lights and the one light bulb in the corner.
0: And that's and about that's it. That's
2: about all mm-hmm. really kills the mood otherwise.
0: The only times and I'll admit that he has stopped doing this, which is kinda cool. Um the only times that these blinds ever get open is when Shane you know, and it's a it's a very, very valid normal request. Mm-hmm. It's like, is could we put some sunlight in this room here? Like, <laughs> what are that? we doing here? Yeah. So that was the only time that the blinds were ever, like, Moved. up.
2: Mm-hmm. And also,
0: I had a roommate who just, I would come home, and the blinds would be up everywhere. Oh, it's always and, the worst. And I'd be like, up. Uh,
2: Especially, it's like, cool. I get home from work, I'm, like, yeah. taking the bra off right away. Yeah, yeah. If I've worn one.
0: Yeah. Because it's right? hot out. So Yeah, so definitely. Uh,
2: making sure all those blinds are drawn because so, it's tough. warm.
0: And we had, uh, for Brick Body Kids, we had the studio lights out ye- uh, yesterday. And there was four studio lights. Mm-hmm. And um, Shane was posting eBay listings from the stuff that we were taking pictures of. And, uh, oh, wait. No, this is two weeks in the future. So two weeks ago we were doing this. And um so I the under the four studio lights
2: oh yeah
0: with a like fan
2: 15 degrees hotter
0: I I thought I was going to pass out Oh, no. and then I finally was like I think I'm going to pass out and Shane was like oh yeah me too I'm like thank god Somebody I thought say it was something. just me yeah I <laughs> yeah. thought it was just me um so yeah let's let's well, we get into one, it we got
2: one one segment left one segment
0: left and I have decided I will risk my point you're going to risk the point so, if I get this right, I will, get, I will have three points total. If I get this wrong, nothing. I will have nothing and will give you the opportunity to see if you could win the episode. You are on, admittedly, a losing streak.
2: Yeah, it's true. Uh,
0: I guess I'll go it's first. Okay. And we're going to hop into vintage versus modern. <laughs> vintage versus modern for new listeners to the show vintage versus modern with our pieces that we collected for our curated thrift haul we select one of those pieces whether it be a representation of vintage or representation of modern and then we find its counterpart on ebay.com the website and then we ask each other which one has more value vintage versus modern i have decided Uh, that I was going to use a Mm wrestling-adjacent piece. Okay. So we were talking about Beyond the Mat, and we were talking about Mick Foley. Well, I have two Mick Foley figures. Ooh. Now, one of his wrestling personas was named Mankind, um, and he did the mandible claw, which is he shoved his finger down your throat until you passed out because your, your airway was blocked. So, that's just another piece on Mick Foley Mankind. Got it. So, we're looking at, what say you, vintage 1998 WWF Mick Foley Mankind Jax action figure wrestler toy.
2: Okay. That's
0: the entire listing. The
2: entire listing. Got it.
0: Versus the modern. WWE Mankind, a.k.a. Mick Foley Unmatched Fury Platinum Edition Series Five, So, once again, the vintage is 1998, vintage WWF, Mick Foley Mankind, Jack's action figure wrestler toy, versus the modern WWE Mankind, a.k.a. Mick Foley Unmatched Fury Platinum Edition Series 5.
2: All right. I'm going vintage.
0: Vintage on this one? Yeah. What are your thoughts there?
2: Um... Again, with the super long name and the action figure, yeah, it's too much.
0: Too much. So you think too that's much. what's going to sell you on it? Yeah. Okay.
2: Straight to the point. Mankind's.
0: What do you think of the price points? For mm, fun.
2: Are they uh, loose or are they in box?
0: Both of them are in box. Okay. I should have mentioned that.
2: That's okay. Yeah. So qualifying question. Hmm. Um. I'm gonna guess. I'm going big today hmm Sixty bucks Ooh. for mankind's vintage, vintage mankind. yeah. Mm-hmm. And thirty-four for modern.
0: Thirty-four for modern. Okay. So you are going uh vintage with your pick. Yes. Okay. So I will uh first reveal the vintage price, and then obviously um you're hoping that the vintage is, is more pricier than the modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have to be less than this to be correct. Uh, so the 1998 vintage WWF Mick Foley Mankind Jacks action figure wrestler toy, fifteen dollars.
2: Oh, that's tough.
0: <laughs> fifteen dollars.
2: Oh, I had so such high hopes for him. How
0: are you feeling about those hopes for a point, DJ Lil?
2: Maybe it's still more than the modern.
0: The modern, which you would need to be lower than 15, the WWE Mankind, aka Mick Foley Unmatched Fury Platinum Edition Series 5,
2: yeah. $25. Oh my. It
0: is modern and you are shut out.
2: Zero, Lil is zero, zero,
0: zero, 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 today. 0000. Well, the interesting wow. thing. In I it, am
2: definitely on a losing streak, everyone.
0: The in- interesting addition to this. Is I had already said that I am risking my points. So the fun thing is, is if I would have said I wouldn't risk my points, then I would basically be collecting points because I would win. But since I am risking my points, if I get this wrong, we both end up at zero for the episode and no one wins.
2: Are there are tiebreakers for zero zero.
0: No tiebreakers. No.
2: Well, let's see how you do.
0: Shane, Shane, the Shane rule is the tiebreaker. There's only Shane tiebreakers.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Shane can have them. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier I mentioned the Mystery Science Theater DVD box set. Yeah. And so we're going to revisit. Cool. Mystery Science Theater. Cool. So the vintage is a VHS um, of pod people.
0: Pod people. That's one I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Damn so it. one of my
2: favorites from them, yeah. So Pod People VHS—that's just its own, yeah. You know, individual movie mm-hmm. versus the modern, which is the box set I have here today, which is the Volume Two DVDs. It's four DVDs from Rhino.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: The VHS is op like it's not sealed or yeah. you know. Same with the modern.
0: Now I am I'm not knowledgeable enough about mystery science theater to know if different movies, quote unquote, have different values. So I don't know if I'd say more...
2: some are definitely more popular than others. Yeah. But could they have produced more tapes of that, of that because of that?
0: Which would make them less valuable. Right. Hmm. So that's a great question. Um, Read them one more time through.
2: Sure. So the vintage is the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Pod People VHS. The modern is the um, Volume 2 DVD box set, which has four discs in it, including Pod People.
0: Okay. I think. And the game's on the line again two episodes in a row and well i could tie with a zero tie i will go for vintage pod people vintage pod people okay serve it up for me
2: do you have any price points in mind
0: um i'm going to say 16 dollars, and the modern is nine
2: so the vintage mm-hmm. 780
0: shit Modern shit. shit shit
2: modern modern 2999 oh
0: no. I blew that one Did I was it? so good last week. yeah you were I was like guessing the numbers Guess last what? week
2: no points for either of us today no points a waste of an episode <laughs> what what a waste
0: of it what a waste so okay so we, we s- could we could look at it two ways neither of us won yep. or we both won.
2: I'd say we both won. We
0: both won. We both, we both won with won. no points.
2: Yeah. That would make Shane so upset.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> listen to this one. Right. So we both win with no points. Yes. Uh, we had, a, I think, a great haul this mm-hmm. week. We had, uh, you know, some sentimental pieces, mm-hmm. uh, some some of my favorite documentaries. Yeah. Um, hopefully I could get my top-loading VHS player to work. Actually, maybe this would be a great platform to say it doesn't work on. Hey, does anybody know how to fix one? <laughs> that's, your,
2: that's your victory lap for today, please.
0: My, my victory lap is I have a top-loading for? VHS player, and what I believe to be wrong with it is the top-loader, the, uh, the yeah, where you put the tape in, it's stuck. And I don't believe there are any other problems with it except for the stuckness of it.
2: Someone, please help
0: fix it please help um and please support our sponsors Mm -hmm. bluffs.bandcamp.com steve barris thank you so much for your music alternate reality the theme to our show for many reasons something you never heard before something you've never seen before the theme to act one also commonwealth press our friends over commonwealth press of pittsburgh it's a diy t-shirt printing business that they started in a south side of pittsburgh basement and since then they do stickers like the thrifty stickers the thrifty roach stickers if you've seen them out and about in your city that's cool i hope they made it there Um, but you could also inquire and i could send you some cwpress.com right now you order 50 shirts you get 12 shirts for free that's a bunch 12 shirts for free and it could be your band, it could be mm-hmm. your podcast, it could be a ton of different things. So definitely support Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com So, um we should probably get out of this oven.
2: Yeah, before
0: yeah, and, melt
2: into oblivion.
0: Well, it's a bummer because my cat brother when we record, he is in everything. So I put him in the front room, and the front room also has its own air conditioner, and it's icy cold in there. It's brisk in there. It's brisk. So sometimes you go from the hot living room into the cold front room, and almost have a heart attack. It also
2: doesn't help your head.
0: (laughs) Nothing helps my
2: head.
1: Everybody get roached.